Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. Hello, everybody. My name is Danny Palumbo. With me is James Austin Johnson. Hey. And you are in the Macaroni Zone, the podcast that feels like when the banchan hits the table. Is there a better feeling, James? Oh, I've, I'm absolutely gutted. You had uh, Korean barbecue last night. Last night. For your birthday. For my birthday. We I'm went so to... sorry I wasn't able to Oh, uh, it's all good. It, it wasn't was, that. Uh, it yeah. was this thing we had. It's like, you know, the thing, and we get to this age, and, and I'm, I, I'm married. I'm in a wife. That's what I was about to say. I'm married. <laughs> We're having a child and then two yeah. other couple friends, one yes. who fled the pandemic to Chicago, one who fled pandemic to Alaska. Yes. We are all, uh, they're both having boys and they're due before us, so they actually know what the sex of their baby oh, is. Wow. We don't know the sex of our baby yet, and we're terrified that's going to be a boy. Just the thought of every single person in my friend group that has a kid in this, being a this boy, year being a everybody boy. Everybody having a boy. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Because you expect the boy to grow up. Well. Whatever. Could, it could be a problem. Oh, it's a problem. Because boys. <laughs> a boy can be a real problem. Boys are a disaster until yeah. age 12. Yeah. And then they're easy. Yeah. Girls are easy and perfect until like yes. age 12. And then they're a disaster for the rest of their life. Yeah. Because our society and our universe sure. despises women. Yeah, right. Yeah. And they have to. 100%. They, once they transition from a girl to a woman, our society begins to really lay into these girls. Boys and become make them real feel bruisers. But boys get to. Boys are destructive, evil people until about 12 and then they yeah. start to get moody and develop their emotions and yes. then they just cloister themselves with yes. a nintendo switch in the corner and you never have to deal with them ever again is there you know They'll what be fine. you know what you are gonna have with uh, a kid and i think it's i think it's maybe the cutest i'll say that it's the cutest food thing that exists but a small child a toddler eating spaghetti was cuter than that. Oh, it's not eating, eating spaghetti with your hands. The, like the, the it does not the get cuter noodles, than that. Like falling down their mouth. I watched my noodles my, are fun to eat. Yes, tomato gets everywhere. It's a it's tomato an iconic moment. Uh, this is why I, you know, people will often talk shit about uh, angel hair mm. uh, as a pasta, and I'm like, it's you have to respect it as a gateway pasta to other pastas. <laughs> it is the po- it, it's the, the pasta for children. Yeah. Like you know, like I don't like penne very much. But you know what? If it gets if it gets people into pasta, yeah. then I'm fine with it. And yeah. angel hair ha- has that. I feel like quality. It's easy to to grasp. It's easy to grasp. It's easy to like. You don't feed kids bucatini, is what I'm saying. No, you don't. It's too- you don't give them flat noodles <laughs> for a while. Right. You don't yeah. give them. Um, I don't know. We give them elbows and we give them spaghetti. Okay, and kids, angel sit fire. down and enjoy your agnolotti. Your, your garganelli <laughs> honey you're not chewing your oriquette <laughs> you're not chewing right. your oriquette right 
Good um, lord. But no, Korean barbecue last night. We went to parks. We we had our big Zoom. We had a Zoom. It was scheduled. Good. Two other parent couples. I totally understand. Couldn't I, really. They had already moved it for my schedule yes. once. I didn't know that, but they had. I know that feeling of. And I wanted to go to Korean barbecue so I, I fucking know, bad. I, know, I, know you I cooked myself a New York strip just and to get salad the... just to feel like I was eating <laughs> hot beef, you know? I know that feeling of. Uh, shit i can't there's literally no way i can get out of this yeah. that feeling of like oh, Oof, I if i did it again it would be because i'm a huge flake i'm a jeff flake call me jeff flake because i'm you? a huge flake and are you, i are you big cornflakes i want to cancel on everything, everything. 100 percent. always the only reason i don't is because i know i'll feel better afterwards <laughs> like today honestly yeah. honestly i'm not crazy about birthdays and i woke up today feeling like shit and uh, i was like i don't want to do the podcast this and then i was like oh if i get my car and drive there and see james i'm like i know it's gonna be fun and then i'll feel better afterwards can i tell you about the moment i had i had the moment of you you did yeah. you go out drinking after the korean barbecue yeah and i didn't did like I, it. I didn't like it did i have an opportunity to come say happy birthday oh, to oh, you on yeah. your birthday you i had the opportunity yes and i'm driving <laughs> driving us home to get to this thing yeah. Uh, for, uh, I think, uh, no, I had to take my pregnant wife to McDonald's. She was like freaking out and I needed to get her yeah. food. By the way, her McDonald's order, one small, just the cheeseburger. Cheeseburger with no modifiers, the tiny okay. little patty that has like two toppings on it. Okay. So cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. Pickles? A cheeseburger, which feels so weird to say at a McDonald's taco. Right. A cheeseburger. Right. They're all called something They're else. They're all something They're else. They're all called something else. But there's yeah. one item that is called the cheeseburger, yes. and it's probably the worst yeah. form of a cheeseburger yeah. that they <laughs> offer. <laughs> Small right. fries, cheeseburger, small fries. This is a meal that they don't even offer anymore. They don't even offer it on the kids' menu. Right. Che- it's just hamburger on the that's kids' menu. That's like, yeah, that's a, that's a starting point for something else from McDonald's. <laughs> cheeseburger, small fries, and an Oreo McFlurry. This is my pregnant okay. wife's order. You know, I, I like that. It is pretty good. I like that. because That's a reasonable amount of food, actually. I think it's a very reasonable amount. You shouldn't Because if you're going to get a McFlurry, yeah. you probably shouldn't get like, I'm going to get a Big Mac no. and then a large fry. No, 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 no. No. Cheeseburger, small fry, McFlurry. That you is, have, you still have room for it at the end. You appreciate it more. Let's see that that McFlurry. Do you think that McFlurry is like six hundred calories or lower? Oh, for a small, it's o- it was six. a regular. Oh, re- regular over six, seven fifty. Yeah, I was gonna say. So this ends up being a thousand calorie meal, but I would think that which is fine. I would think that the fry, the small fries, and the cheeseburger by itself is probably yeah. around six fifty, six hundred, right? Or do you think the fries are just Fry, fry, Even a small fries. fries. Aren't high. If I had to guess calories, because I, I used to be a calorie counter, I think small. I think small fry between three and four. Probably more like three though. And then the cheese, more than the cheeseburger, right? The mm, fries more than the cheeseburger. That's a that's a good question. Probably not. Oh god, we're gonna have to look this up, fellas. Small fry. I I kind of I kind of want to. Now nah, we're not gonna do it though. Wait, this is gonna take too much time. Uh, uh, <laughs> Korean Korean barbecue parks in Koreatown uh, always pops up as like the best uh, Korean BBQ in Los Angeles. And I hadn't been there, and you know it's it's the best because of the quality of the meat. That's mm. what that's what they all say. You read anything about it? The quality there, of the meat. There, at there are Parks some places barbecue. that probably do better banchan, which if nobody knows what banchan is, it's it's a it's a tapas of you know <laughs> different Korean um, little side dishes. It's that, the that, stuff that that's the already there. It's the stuff as that's soon as already there, there as soon as you much. sit at the table, or they bring it out when like our last person in the party had to come and then they brought everything out banchan game just, you're immediately eating which ba- is banchan game banchan game yeah. let's name together as many banchan as we could possibly think of. oh th- you would you could just you could make up things and it'd be fine <laughs> you would be like a bowl of cereal and you're like yeah sure that counts as banchan. there had to have been a mac salad 
Was there uh, a mac salad? There, mayonnaise elbow noodles there with was some carrots. There wasn't. Okay, damn. There was like a that red Goshuang uh, bean sprout. Bean thing. sprout thing. You get pickled. Uh, I, it felt like pickled onions, but pickled in like some sort of like beet vinegar juice. It was really good. It was not a kimchi. Well, it wasn't beets. Something. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. We we did. We had a. Um, what else do we have? We had like a, a roast beef stew. They gave you like three nicely cooked soft potatoes with little hunks of, um, you know, some, some sort of beef chuck or something in, in like a brown gravy. I was like, well, that's a Whoa. new one for me. Just like a little thing of soup. You just eat a little thing of clam chowder. So it's like a little, it was like a little yeah. potato, like a jacket potato, like a No, small like three one? like s- scalped, you know, maybe white potatoes, oh, okay, okay. you know, sort of like. Little chunks of potato, floating like matzo balls in a in a. It wasn't even floating. It was like stew. potatoes, a couple pieces of like chuck, a little bit of gravy. Um, they brought out like a big like sort of like shaved salad. Uh, what else did they have? It's a lot of vinegar. Was there a corn and cheese item? There was not. I'm seeing a lot of See, cheesy items when I go out to oh, Korean really? barbecue. Yeah. I, no, we didn't have many cheesy items. Oh, there's one. I don't know if this is the same place, but there's one. Uh, Korean barbecue place here around the grill there's like a trough and they came and they filled it with basically what was white queso hilarious that's there no. was like queso really yeah wow <laughs> I didn't realize there would be so much cheese yeah and like a banchan that's the thing that's the thing in uh, Korean food there's like a lot of cheese what this place really did food. And uh, I'm sure I'm sure that there's better banchan in Los Angeles than Parks. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. They're a um, meat forward. KBBQ. They're a meat forward, chef driven room room concept. <laughs> and they they have. Well, you know what I did like is there was a if as soon as you sit down, there was like a little mixture of like maybe it wasn't fish sauce, but it was maybe chili oil and some sort of vinegar. It was really nice. And then there was like a little ramekin of salt, but it was like a seasoned salt. Couldn't tell what it was seasoned with. Maybe huh. some sort of seaweed, sort of yeah. you know, dust or whatever. Yeah. And uh, boy, that was good. Getting a little piece of like wagyu ribeye, and you know, Sprinkling. dipping it, it, dipping it in like the spicy oil, and then the 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 salt. Everything. I got a little more salt. At one point, I did exclaim, "I was like, I fucking love salt. I was, <laughs> I love salt so much. Just getting a little bit of salt. Yeah. I was like, man, that's because that's what you would do with a steak." Like a little finishing salt on anything is yeah. so good, and they just gave you like a little ramekin of it, and like go to town. I will say also too, something else that I discovered that I was like, man, this is so good. I was it was thinly sliced. I'm big. I'm big on king oyster mushrooms, uh, and you get them for super cheap from H Mart in Koreatown because they're just like super sustainable. Huh. They like you can grow them in like a factory, dark, and just like super easily and just sell them for dirt cheap you get them like so cheap at h mart sometimes they're on sale for like a dollar and uh they and they're so meaty and good there's so much umami and a king oyster mushroom yeah, yeah, yeah. they thinly sliced them probably on a mandolin so they're like, they're like long ways it almost looks like a slab of bacon but yeah, the yeah. slab of bacon was all fat yeah. i was like what is what is that i didn't know what it was and then it was a mushroom and it was uh just wrapping up steak or short rib or pork belly in a, in a thinly sliced king oyster mushroom and then dipping it with your chopsticks and then the that various little good. pickled things. I was like, damn, that's fucking good. So were good. you cooking the slices of... Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, they did. I mean, they're on top of it. I mean, there's people there wearing headsets and stuff. So are you guys cooking your meats to your thing? Or is they, a waiter coming by and it. doing so, it? So very 
like two different waiters. Okay. Like two different servers coming by. I prefer it that way. There there are some places that Me just too. they just hand you a plate of raw meat and they're like, yeah. do it. And I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. I hope you passed your food safety uh, test. Yeah, exactly. What if <laughs> are, I under Are you certified it? in California as a food handler? <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, no, I, I sometimes I love that dance of it though because it's like they mostly have it covered and yeah. when they're like it's done they'll like throw it on top of some onions and i'm like oh yeah, i like that because that that's how you cool. know it's done they're like it's done it's not going to cook more on top of the onions or barely yeah 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 um, but sometimes it's like you can just tell like it's sli- yeah. everything is sliced so thinly yeah um that it cooks like yeah. just instantly except yeah. for some we got like a whole ribeye uh-huh. and they slapped a ribeye on there and then they'll cut it up with scissors and i'm just <laughs> like there's it's so marbled with fat yeah you just like tear it like paper so crazy it's just like they cut it with scissors real real uh, real easily and it was, it was fucking really good it was it's sure. a fr- i forgot and it was like such a post pandemic thing to do i had forgotten what what a frenzy eating korean barbecue is it's oh, a yeah. marathon it like is. it's almost like you're done eating you're like oh we were here for like 20 minutes because yeah. the banchan hits yeah they start bringing out plates of meat everyone's like yeah. yeah especially if you're eating with comedians right the, you know there's Slobs. something in the back of our brains where we're like the food's gonna go away yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 um and so we ate so fast and it was uh it was delightful man it was great you missed out man. but i, I would out. love to go back to more korean barbecue you ate um as soon as I got here, you told me you had, you ate beans. I saw some beans in a pot over there. Oh yeah, I made uh, the British style beans. <laughs> so you know, I'm we're on a Gordon Ramsay thing. We watch a lot of Gordon Ramsay. Sure. That's an interesting person. Beans on toast. We went to we went to England uh, a couple years ago and had a really uh, fun time. Uh, I had some of the worst food of my life and some food that I was really glad to have tried. I had never tried though the Heinz blue can of beans. Yeah. Now, if you're looking up on the internet, I want to eat beans and toast because I heard that in a fucking Monty Python sketch or something. And uh, you'll find a recipe, and they'll tell you specifically. Gotta be the Heinz blue can of beans. Gotta be the blue can. Okay. Because that is what they were delivered while they were getting their shit rocked by the Führer. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's right. it was the shelf stable ingredients that they could you know cook and nourish a family. They are very quick to be like, do not use the American style, overly sweet, baked beans. Do not use canned baked beans made with yeah. flavor, like yeah. Yeah, brown yeah, sugar, yeah. Right, bacon, right. da 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 But isn't that all you're adding to it anyways in the recipe? No? There's no recipe, Danny. When you, when you look up how to eat this British beans and toast, it yeah. is dump the blue can into a bowl, stir it, pour it over the toast. Maybe butter the toast. I think some recipes are like, well, you have to butter the toast. And I'm like, okay. Wow. I just wanted a taste of the authentic, you know, Quick British breakfast experience. And how, did, how did it taste? E- even after you seasoned it. So the beans, the sauce is mild. It, it, whatever. If if baked beans are going in a barbecue sauce direction, yeah, it's not literally barbecue sauce, but it is. It's soupy, barbecue we're talking flavored. Ab- yes, it's barbecue soup. We're talking about a sweet American bar, like yeah, talking about brown sugar. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, vi- Bush's vi- baked beans. Those, those common baked bean yeah. cans that you see, there'll be yeah, uh, those flavors: the b- brown sugar, vinegar, bacon. Okay, maybe a like a hair of some mustard or something. See, I like love that. the idea of taking a can of, uh, you know, the blue can of British baked beans and then sweetening it myself because yeah. I'd like, you know, you can do it to more of your taste. It's less processed, yeah. and you know, yeah, well, I like I that mean, idea. I mean, I think some people put ketchup on it, but it is already ketchupy. 
I mean, that is it's if really? if baked beans are a barbecue soup, then these blue can of beans were a yeah. ketchup soup. It it was and it was also not very sweet. Yeah, didn't taste like much. Yeah, it didn't taste like much. It, I. I'm dumping something out of a can, Danny. That was yes. that was packaged a year or two ago. Well, this is, and I'm thinking <laughs> I need to add salt to this. Yeah, I actually had the thought I needed to add salt, and I'm like, no way. Uh, something out of a can. Something out yeah, of a can does never needs to be salted. Has never needed to be salted. I'm eating it this morning, and I'm like, this needs like salt or something. I'm like, what? That's what the main ingredient of processed food. It's it like is sodium. I don't know how they man. This is this is a British for you, and I'm sorry to talk so much shit on on British food, but I don't know how they managed to. To make something so unhealthy have no flavor. Well, they didn't. Do, they didn't do that much in the war. Maybe, if, maybe, maybe, if, maybe if the beans. Were they didn't do that much in the war, except have <laughs> half of their cities demolished. Demolished. Yeah. yeah. They got. They got their asses kicked, and then we talk about. I. I had a grandfather in beans. World War Two. That's because we had sugar in our beans. We had sugar in our beans, and because we entered the we war. Checked. We entered the war in the last two weeks. Right. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure, sure. We came through in the last two weeks. And we're yeah. Like, mm. We were like, yeah, Germany seems pretty bad over there. We're going to worry about Japan. Hey, guys, let's go party on this boat in the middle of the Pacific <laughs> where there's no other, <laughs> there's no access. Uh, <laughs> let's just party on a boat for a few years. <laughs> That's what my papa did. He was like nowhere near oh, the really? front. But he, he was uh, he was on a sub tracker and he was tracking subs and, and near like the Philippines and stuff. That's wild. And he, he didn't really... He never saw a whole lot of action. He like when he talks about World War II, he's one of those guys who's like, and then we stopped off in New Zealand and I saw wonders I'd never seen. <laughs> and then I went home. It took eight years. We'd sunbathe and we'd shoot mines in the ocean with our handguns. Like the part of combat that he saw yeah. was basically a video game. That or they, they he all, doesn't want to tell me about the fucked up shit. Well, they shit were all Navy, saw. right? He was in the Navy and yeah, he was so on was his my boat. family, yeah. Okay. I never really asked them much what they <laughs> ate. Oh, he was not adventurous. A lot of these guys weren't very adventurous. It was the guys that stuck around, got a woman pregnant, and just said, "Oh, I'm I'm a white guy who lives here." And can I tell you, this is this is this is a very funny story. <laughs> Those guys had interesting lives. The other guys are like, "No, I never left the boat." My papa was a right. never left the boat style Alabaman. Right. I'm gonna tell a story that is uh, slightly racist, but it's. It's it's about my uncles. It's about Italians and Greeks, and that's why it's racist. Are you the racist person in this no, story? No no, 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 no. Someone else is, so you can relate. No, no, no. This it's story. it's my it's my uncles who are both. I have a side of the family that's Greek and a side of the family that's Italian. And Italians and Greeks at that time, I don't know. They were always squabbling. Even like in my hometown, they would like talk uh. shit on each other. But I'm like, you. I grew up with both of you. I'm like, you're the same people. For the most yeah, part, everyone's like very so. gregarious and talking with their hands and like, yeah. you know, um, but maybe that's just like sort of like island Greeks and like, which is where uh-huh. my family's from. And then like Italians. I don't know. Okay. But my, my uncle Bill, they were both in the Navy, my, uh, my grand uncle Bill and my grand uncle Mike. And they were telling me about a time they were in Venice because I had been, I went, came back from Italy. Yeah. I was like 22 uh-huh. and I was like talking about it and they were in Venice and they were drinking moonshine and uh, they, they were just like being like very loud they were at a they were at a bar and like they were being like horrible wait like moonshine like tennessee like, moonshine? Act, like actual moonshine not it's, uzo no, or no no somewhere in venice like someone had a bottle i mean they called it moonshine and someone had a bottle this is venice italy not venice this beach venice, california this is venice okay. italy this is okay. venice because there was they were stationed there or something they, right, right, they ended right. up in venice right and they got and some moonshine. all i remember is they were just like they were getting uh <laughs> 
<laughs> they were getting so drunk at this bar. They got thrown out of the bar, and things escalated to where my great uncle Bill, who was a who rest in peace, he died last year. He he was a, like a very racist person, but okay. he's and he said the word Dago, and the way my uncle Mike tells a story, he goes, he said the word Dago. He's like. That was it. He was like, Danny, I'm telling you, they started coming out of the rafters, the sewers. He's like, they can't, it's like the town descended upon them. Yeah. And like drove them down the street. And then uh, my Uncle Bill, who's just a big problem, uh-huh. was talking shit to this guy. And uh, he like dropped his wallet and uh-huh. the guy bent over to pick it up for him and he popped him in the face. Whoa. And it was the chief of police of Venice. This wow. is just like the story they said. I'm like, I don't even know how you guys left that place. Like, wow. how did you guys not end up in jail? But I was always fascinated by the fact that like Italians and Greeks had it out for each other so much <laughs> and that they were just so brazenly saying the word Tago in Italy. I was like, what are you guys doing? Does the but, chief uh, of police in Venice, does he does he bend down uh, uh, after getting punched uh, and reach for his gun and instead of a gun, there's a bottle of balsamic vinegar? Is, is that what happens? <laughs> Aged uh, balsamic vinegar. God, that's so funny. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. All right, everybody, it's time for Fake Food, Real Food, the part of the show where we review some fake food that tastes good but is horrible for you, and then real food that tastes good and is probably good also for you. Also horrible also, for you. It could be. Or it could a, be lot good of, a lot of the real food is just butter and That's salt. true. <laughs> it's bad for you in a way that we've decided is, like, you know, worth Nourishing. it. Worth yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of dairy. James, I went back to H-Mart. I went back to H Mart. Hell Mart. I went back to <laughs> I went back to get some King Oyster mushrooms. Uh they're super cheap there. And I got Jolly Pong. It is a Korean cereal snack. High in fiber. There's a bunch of pictures of vegetables on it. Now you would think that cereal would already be a snack. But this is I well, get that's why true. I get why it is marketed in English as cereal snack because I took a bite of it. I'm mm-hmm. gonna take one more right now. Yeah, get a little more. I took a bite of it even though I'm not on carbs right now, Danny. I'm on a little diet. Oh, right. We're going to talk about that in a second. And um, uh, it, 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 this is this is like marketing cereal to be eaten dry, even though on the back of the package, they got this cereal s- in a bowl. sloshing in some milk. Yeah, right. Well, here's the problem. <clears throat> I don't think people eat cereal as a snack like this because it comes in a box. People don't show up places with a box of Doritos. Do you know what I'm saying? It's it's. I it's, wish they would. You put... <laughs> We just start putting Doritos in a little cardboard box. I love the cardboard box with the interior bag. It's a flat, a flat Amazon it. box. Why would they change the? It should come in a bag. But I think, I mean, what they did was, and I'm surprised that can't be true. They they have to do this with cereal in America. There has to be a version of like Fruity Pebbles that comes in like a a small like Lay's bag. I think bag. so. Well, the, is the, there? the only difference in in uh, cereal packaging is the one that you see at the Continental Breakfast. That's like. 
It's a cereal box that a GI Joe would use. You know, you know the one you see in the hotel. Right. Content, and you're technically you're supposed to fold it and make it into a bowl. They give you the option to open it like a freaking really? armoire, and then you like open the bag, and then you pour the milk into the bag inside the cardboard box. And you're supposed to eat it like that. Like they, the the packaging is designed to let you do that. Nobody does. that. Nobody does it in the same way that no one takes the 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 Chinese fold up box. Mm -hmm. The Chinese takeout box that folds out into a plate. No one does that. No oh, one. That's true. Un no one unfolds the Chinese no box into that. a plate. No one does it with the little. Okay, so the little uh, thing of ketchup. Yeah. The little paper thing of ketchup you can fold out, and like, wait, put, what? Put, put your fries on it. There's like you know like the okay, so the, the little paper cup of ketchup. Oh yeah, that I yes. know what you're talking about. The, no one does that. The the temporary cups that that yes. are near a ketchup pump or tartar sauce a, station. Yeah. Yeah, you can unfold those. Someone taught me that that was a that was an in and out skill I learned when I came to yeah, I came ugh. to LA for the first time yeah. and I was talking to a California native and they're like, "Here's what you do." Here's, and then they started to gently unfold the the white yeah. thing to get more ketchup in go, it. Go pick up your in and out handbook so you know how to order food at in and out. I don't know. You know, there's all these things where it's like, you know what you have to do, and you're like, oh, Christ, just make a, make a pamphlet already for it out so we can understand what the fuck we're supposed That's to do That's how they there. keep the prices so low, you know what I mean? <laughs> they refuse to change their signage. That's how the cheeseburger gets to stay $4. This is, okay, so this is cereal in a bag. but it's also cereal in a bag. But also, the texture is a little bit more airy than cereal. This? It's not, it's not ruining my mouth. No, it hit my tongue and vaporized. Yep, 100%. It, it, did like not, uh, it did not maintain a crunch. This will get soggy quick. Yeah, I don't, I, why would you ever put this in milk? You would have to spoon, you'd have to put it on a spoon dry and then dip it into a cup of milk and immediately yeah. eat it if you were going to try to have a it's cereal It's real experience. sinister shit on here, too, where it's like, there's, if you look at the front of this package for Jolly Pong, there are all kinds of pictures of vegetables. T a tomato. High in dietary fiber, and then they give you a little pictogram of... Uh, There's a tomato. It says 3.4 each. And it's like, this is not like eating three tomatoes. No, There's not. no way. Cabbage, spinach, They're referring celery. specifically to the fiber content, That's which it. means that right. Jolly Pong is... What could it's it just, possibly be it's, made it's, of? It's sinister advertising, though. To just put yeah. pictures of vegetables on there? Yeah. I don't like it. I know. I mean, this is this is what it's like, this is what marketing food is. It is. It's it's uh it's like vitamin water yeah. is not water at all. Cereal in a bag. I'm for it. I would like to see it more often. Dry cereal in a Doritos bag, kind of thing. Something. Yeah, I think people need to be doing this. Jolly Pong, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, Jolly Pong. A lot of how the, this is going yeah. is is pretty good, but I I would want a hardier, a, a, a rougher. I want it rougher. I want I want. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I like it rough, Danny. Yeah, Cereal, no. I like Listen, it rough. Listen, if we're... <laughs> That's specifically about Captain Crunch. Yeah. Fuck up my mouth. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I wanna, this choke is, me, Captain. Choke, choke, me, choke me, Captain. Oh, Captain. That is... Uh, I would eat Captain Crunch out of a bag. I, I don't eat cereal ever anymore. I can't even... Yesterday was my birthday, and I, I uh, was taking a walk with my friend, and we stopped at a 7-Eleven. As soon as I walked in, I was like, I'll get a slushie today. It's a day to get a slushie. Yeah, and I, and I had a slushie, but yeah. I, I can't imagine too many scenarios. Like it would have to be something special going on for me to be like, I'm gonna eat cereal. Like I might have to be on vacation or something, or like. My wife eats cereal twice a day. Really? She eats cereal when she wakes up, and then she eats cereal at like 10 p.m. She's, she's still smart. hungry. We she's all, yeah. she's a big cereal eater. I'm not a big cereal eater. I at some point I never ate oatmeal growing up. I only ate Frosted Flakes and oh, wow. Frosted Shredded Mini Wheat and stuff. Okay, and then, so wait. How how are uh, you're not doing carbs right now? Not doing carbs. How's that going? 
I am on the Tim Ferriss uh, diet, the four-hour body diet. Are you familiar with Tim Ferriss, a four-hour work week? <laughs> no. This is like a body hacking, uh, hack your week. Uh, self This is one of those self-improvement guys that, like, you know, Silicon Valley type dudes are really okay. into and stuff. He his sequel to the best-selling four-hour work week is the four-hour body, and this is him doing a bunch of experiments to find. I can't remember what the name of the um, the. It's like low cost, high yield. He, he was just trying to find the things that you could do for fitness, for health, that were the least work with the highest results. Okay. And he landed with this diet that's very Ugh, popular. All efficiency. All efficiency. This has a very <sighs> Silicon Valley vibe to it. Well, the, I mean, his whole thing is work smart, not hard. He's yeah. like, you, you should you should be spending most of your time vacationing and talking yeah. to girls. La, la, you know who else says this? Line cooks who make seven twenty five an hour. They they also say that, that. they also say this. Every guy you've ever worked with. Every guy you've ever worked with who's like sorting mail. He owns four hour work. Is like, uh I and I do too. Okay, so the four hour body, his big his big thing was the slow carb diet, and he was like, I wanted a diet that had the least impact on my lifestyle. And my lifestyle is I want to enjoy my life. And so this is like a diet that is designed to be fairly easy to keep up because it's like it's five rules. The uh, and I'll see if I can remember them off the top of my head. But the first rule is avoid all white carbs. He's like, you you can't have any of those carbs that are rice, pasta. It's pretty much bread. any carb that is only a carb. So rice, pasta, bread, mm -hmm. any any of anything that's the starch that you lay food that has nutrition down on top of to soak up. Yeah, any canvas. Any canvas. You kind of can't have a canvas. Okay. Okay. I have broken this rule a couple times by having a slice of Ezekiel bread here and there. Okay. Because sometimes you have to do it. But that is not a, a super unhealthy. But that's um, filled with protein. It's filled with protein. It's filled with real things. Yeah. Okay. That makes um, sense. It's, uh, so I'll have Ezekiel bread every once in a while. Okay. But I'm really trying not to do the other things. And then uh, uh, let's see. What are the... What are some of the other tenets of this uh, diet? It's super easy to follow. Uh, legumes, you can you can have as many beans as you want. As you, legumes, animal protein. This is the components of every meal: is animal protein, legumes of some kind, and then like roughage, like greens. Oh yeah, sure. And um, you can load up on as many greens as you want, mm -hmm. and uh, oh, and healthy fats. That's the other one: healthy fats, olive oil. Uh, olive oil, avocados, right. okay. uh, those kinds of things. No butter. Uh, I think. Can you? I think I'm eating butter. There are so many different. No dairy. The final rules are like no dairy, and then no okay. no fruit, and um, uh, no no drinkable calories. You can't drink any of your that, calories. That so makes sense. Stick to coffee, yes. seltzer, unsweetened tea. I, I do that. And then the final thing is cheat day once a week where you spike your caloric intake. And the whole point of this diet is like fat burning. You yeah. lose weight pretty quickly because you move all of your eating into stuff that is only yeah. nutritious. Yeah. You you remove any part of eating that's fun and just go to like the nutritious stuff. But it's it's fairly easy to can keep I it pick up. Apart the, the, can I pick apart the things that I like that I do? Sure. I, there, there are so many diets out there that I feel like there, any number of combinations will work. But you know, two consistent things is no drinkable calories. No I feel like that's calories. most diets, yeah. which makes a lot of sense. Unless yeah. it's like alcohol or something, you know, like I, why would you drink a soda? If you're trying, if you're trying to lose weight, I mean, oh, it's yeah. like, it's like, it's, it's dead air, man. And uh, uh, I've got weight I'm trying to use lose, and I never yeah. drink that stuff. So it's yeah. like, oh shit, that that actually is not going to change my life that much. Uh, so 
uh, I've been off beer beers mm-hmm. for a couple weeks, and I'm just gonna make sure I don't drink any more beers. Okay. Cle- clear liquors, dry red wine. That's that's, uh, good. that's my new alcohol rule. Cheat is important too, because I, I will notice after like maybe three or four days of like, oh, I went hard this week on like just eating very lightly. I'm yeah, like, I need to fuck it up. Yeah, I can't do this for longer than a week. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you have to, to have the cheat day because otherwise you're going to give up on the diet. You know what would have been good is uh, you would have crushed Korean barbecue too. I know, just because it was like, you know, it's just yeah. it's just a ton of meat. There are no carbs. And a cream barbecue. There's no scenario. carbs, and a lot of the banchan are just like fermented pickled vegetables, yep. which are all really good for your gut and stuff. So, James, uh, real food. We went to Tree of Wishes last week. That's the name. Of oh, the I loved That's it. The name of the restaurant. Yeah, Tree of Wishes. See, I I had just tried to start this diet before Tree of Wishes, and then oh, you're yeah. like, no, we're gonna go to this Mediterranean place, and yeah. I was like. Okay, I'm about to dip a whole lot of flatbread into some delicious yogurt-based sauces. And... I wasn't expecting the big uh, <laughs> thing of flatbread, to be honest with you. It was great. But it was very good, yeah. yeah. So I didn't have anything disappointing at Tree of Wishes, I'm going to yeah. be honest. I was, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was one of the more, like, I kind of like everything we're eating. So it reads sort of, I mean, I guess the lazy description would be Middle Eastern. To me, it's a little more like... Uh, I guess Lebanese. I don't know, just because you see some of the. Th- I'd say you know, because I mean that's that's how I would describe hummus. You know, labna, grape leaves, stuff like that. Like a lot of yeah. like a lot of you know pomegranate skewers, fennel. I don't know. These are like things that like I mean, and I know that's like exists in a lot of different countries, but definitely makes me think of Lebanese food. They um, I was really interested in the uh the use of grape leaves to wrap same a salmon skewer which I thought was delicious. We got three different salmon skewers. We got a beef, a chicken, and then a salmon wrapped in a grape leaf. And that grape that leaf... salmon and the grape leaf was my favorite of the skewers. Me too. Grape leaf, yeah, grape leaf has a nice, bitter, sort of sour, I don't know, note to it. Um, I thought that was delicious. I think you can, like, wrap more things in grape leaves. It also came with the uh, marinated anchovies on grilled sourdough. This was like a, as you said, a, a, a mozza scenario where you order <laughs> yeah, it was like a similar. Caesar salad... And it came on a piece of grilled sourdough, and then they you sort of like God. It's not like I wouldn't call it a crostini, but whatever it is, because it's not crispy enough. But I love yeah. What gets to be a crostini? I love, I, I, right, exactly. What but gets I, to be a? Crostini? I just love seeing a thing on a menu being served on sourdough. Yeah, I love it. I that love sourdough. Good. That was good. So they had mar- uh, marinated anchovies, grape leaves, pickled onions, and chilies on a grilled sourdough. There was like the, sort of this aioli that was like getting thrown around everywhere. We got probably my favorite thing. Grilled, grilled octopus, tomato fennel. Vinaigrette. Oh, I haven't had anything like this in a long time. It's, it's it was a really good a treat. A perfectly charred, charred grilled octopus. Octopus yeah. tentacles it, was just yeah, awesome. It's, which is like, you know, and that was one of the things that I will commend them on was to perfectly grill an octopus is like hard to do. Or it's not. It's easy. I'll say this: it's easy to fuck up, and a lot of restaurants do it. Like oftentimes, you'll see. You'll try an octopus and it's like too chewy. We've all we've all had yeah, chewy. I've had we've chewy all octopus. Had chewy cal- calamari. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so yeah. for it to be like the perfect texture and have a really nice dark char to it, I didn't um, know how. Like I didn't know that octopus done the right way tastes like eating super shrimp. I didn't know that it yep. was going to feel more like langostino oh, yeah. lobster. Yes. Because yeah. I think I've only had octopus yeah. that wasn't handled super great. You know what I mean? And they, they also paired it with uh, potatoes, which is like I, one of my favorite combinations. Octopus and potatoes. One of my favorite combinations. Of it food. was delicious. There's a lot of restaurants that do that. I'm like, it's just such a filling and hearty and complete mm-hmm. 
meal without bread. Yeah. It feels Spanish to me. Um, yeah. But uh, it was delicious. We got a half chicken, al maton with preserved lemon and green olives. <laughs> we we were having such uh, We fucked it up. We were having such a fun time eating this food that by the time the half chicken, yeah. like the actual like centerpiece, yeah. showed up at the table, we were like, I, yeah. I, I guess I'll eat it. Labna is so good. It's just yogurt with the, uh, I think it's just strained yogurt to get rid of the whey, and so it becomes more like a cheese. Yeah. Um, I used it to make uh, Miseria, which is like a Polish creamy cucumber side oh, dish, yeah. which is really tasty. But uh, Now, Levna, that, that's the way it comes. You you buy it made, or you do yeah, you, do you, you buy, make you Levna? I, you could probably make, I, I mean, I was what thinking. What is Levna? Can you tell I, me what it is? I think it's just, I'm pretty sure it's just yogurt. So the consistency of like a Greek yogurt. Yeah. So it's like yogurt. But it's like strained to remove the 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 whey, and so it's okay. just it becomes thicker. It, like it's it, you know what it's the consistency of cream cheese. Yeah, so that's I mean, kind of that's kind of it's a little cheesier, and I think you just achieved that. It was more in like a mayonnaise it, mayonnaise um, yeah consistency. It but was, if you buy Lebna from like a Armenian grocery store or something, uh huh. Yeah, it's always like a little bit like cream cheese kind of. Yeah, it's fucking delicious. It was really good. And it's got just, that. It's just got the sour. The sourness of a yogurt, but it's creamy like a like a cream cheese, and it's delicious. I mean, talk I about banchan. The, those things that they brought at the very beginning, it was a lemna, it was a muhamara, and yeah. uh, uh, marinated olives. I do not like olives, you know, and I, I ate a bunch of these olives because yeah. <laughs> whatever they were marinated in really toned down the 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 meaner the meaner aspects of an olive <laughs> as far as I see them. <laughs> You know, uh, I like I like calling them. Fuck mean. you for eating me. I like calling that's, them mean. That's the attitude I get from a lot of Kalamatas and stuff. You know, I, I like, need to I need to find new food words. I was watching because I did a video yesterday and I was just like, how am I talking about food? Well, you know, what I like to say about garlic is harsh. Harsh. I like to say harsh. You know, you know I like to say the harshness of the garlic. You want to cook the harshness away. I'm yeah. Like, I've been watching a lot of cooking videos. Yeah. That I've said that. But uh-huh. I mean, that is the best way to explain it. I feel like. Oh, yeah. Olives aren't harsh, uh-huh. but I, I understand mean. You know my favorite food word that I use a lot: bracing. 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 The the, yeah. the most I think most people use the word astringent, which is not okay. which is not a food word to me. Astringent no. is a word that you save for uh, medicinal purposes. Yes. So okay, so something like Campari, which was created originally to be medicinal. Yeah. That was when pharmacies were like no no one knew what medical science was, so they were just like, well, uh, is pro- we should make weird booze, yeah. and this is medicine. Yeah. And uh, so Campari was first. I think that's where a term like astringent comes from is the medicinal properties that food and booze had. Yes. Back in the day, and they still say astringent. But astringent is like I I slit. Uh, a, I, I got a big gash on my foot on a rock near a beach, <laughs> and now we need some astringent. Yeah. Um, so I say bracing. If you're going to drink it, something like apple cider vinegar, I'll say the word bracing. Uh, Interesting. Uh, you know what I mean? The, the, I, those I like, kinds of things. I like, because I like, I like bracing. You're right about astringent. I have seen it before. I, 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 I have seen people say that before, uh, say that before, but slightly acidic or bitter. Maybe I'll throw astringent in there. I will say, I've, I said... Eric, slightly acidic or bitter? Uh, or bitter. Or bitter is yeah. what astringent means? It's the second definition, yeah. And the... the this is, See, I'm, I'm right. Bracing, fresh and invigorating. That's great. You don't want to say James, negative things about food. I promise you, the next thing that you read that I've written, it will be using the word bracing. Bracing, <laughs> fresh and invigorating. Dude, I need new words. Because you want to talk about yeah. vinegar-type things, things that are... 
traditionally medicinal, but are we're enjoying for food and recreation. I now. like saying we want to say positive words. I like for, I, for sure. I I like saying I like combining words together. Acidic is right on the that's right on the edge. I, here, here's what I say. Well, here's the, I, don't, I don't just say acidic. I will say brightly acidic. Right. I say that because I, I like to say bright. I like to say piquant. I think that's another. I think that's another. Piquant. Piquant. I think that's another piquant. good one. Uh, I mean, at a certain point, you're like, I have said aromatic four times in this video, yeah. and I'm like, I need, which is good, but like, I can't keep saying that. I'm gonna right. have to. I'm gonna have to bring out new things. Floral. You can say floral, floral. instead of aromatic. I am. I ha literally when I'm Botanical. writing something, I I put in something like floral into. I'm like, give me synonyms, and I I have to learn. Yeah. New, I have to learn new words. I think that's how they do it. A hundred percent. You think food writers spend all their time reading? No. <laughs> Chomping, they don't have time to look up new words. James, when you want to go back to Tree of Wishes, I, I actually do want to go back pretty soon. I, I like, I like the restaurant a yeah. lot. Yeah, but I think I'm like a couple months away. Couple months. I away. think I'm a couple months away. And oh, you know what I want to go back for? What? They have a they have a brunch and they do a burger and apparently it's like a almost it's, it, it reads like a spiced sort of kafta burger with, yeah, with levna so and muhammad on it i'm a big muhammad fan yeah i love muhammad yeah you know this every time i go to a restaurant i order it there's two things i get at a restaurant if they have it muhammad and a muffaletta i have to try every muffaletta on the planet really yeah, if, if, if a restaurant is selling one i'm like i need to try it uh it's also hard to screw up olives if you like olives yeah and it's on a sandwich with deli meat yeah impossible to screw up I'll probably go back in a couple months when I find myself in that area again. Yeah. I realized it was next to where some comedy shows are. Yeah. Genghis Cone. It's near the improv. Yeah. So that's like the For kind sure. of place. And I'm always, as as a person who's drinking more and more wine lately, yeah. Yeah. you do have to know about places that the wine is not yes. Sutter home that someone's digging out of the back of their truck or whatever. Yes. Like, uh, you do need to know the places that I can have, that I can just... And also, we totally forgot... The patio is pretty sick. I was just going to say that. Yeah. The patio is amazing. The actual setting of where this is feels yeah. like, definitely doesn't feel like it's on Melrose. It does not feel like you're going to get mowed down by yeah. eight 15-year-olds uh, on hoverboards, <laughs> uh, which is mostly what Melrose feels like. It's a leading cause of death like. on, on Melrose. Leading cause of, of death on Melrose is vaping while hoverboarding. <laughs> All right, James, it's time for the special topic of the week. You know what? I'm just going to talk about something I wrote last week, and it was uh, a thing about how I uh, grew up working in bad restaurants Yeah. and the things that you can glean from working at bad restaurants. I had some line cooks reach out and be like, yo, this really hits home. First yeah. of all, when I say bad restaurant, I mean like mediocre places, not like uncleanly, but like, you know, we've said this, menus from the 80s. Yeah. I didn't work fine dining. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so there's still some things that you can uh, – learn from those places and i wanted to communicate those and also kind of just to remember these things and like oh, i think they can maybe be useful to home cooks i will say one and i don't know if you agree with me on this or not uh just big plastic wrap restaurant grade plastic wrap i don't know what kind of if you're working with saran wrap or not but it is i hate saran wrap so after working with it. restaurant grade it immediately Folds it's, back in it's on flimsy. itself and becomes it's, and becomes impossible yes. to manipulate. It crumbles under the uh, the smallest bit of scrutiny. Yeah, it folds under questioning rather easily. But Ziploc, like, Tuckerware, foil, Tuckerware. Tuckerware. That, that's Tucker Carlson's uh, <laughs> Tupperware. You know, when he uh, gets his Target brand, when don't, he gets his Target cookbook. Don't let oxygen cancel your food. Tuckerware. <laughs> uh, you can get you can get 
like a from like Restaurant Depot, like a plastic. It's like three thousand feet of plastic wrap. It doesn't take up that much space in your kitchen. Yeah, and uh, it has a strong base. So you can what you can do with it is just set it on your counter, put a plate of food in front of it. Just neatly with two fingers, grab your plastic wrap and cover it, and the base doesn't oh, move at all. Oh, the base is heavy, so it's heavy. not gonna. So you don't have to pick it up like, I a, like, love a, that. like a giant scroll that you. Oh found yeah, it in always tomb. yeah. Right, 100%. and then only the part that your hand yes. is holding taut is yep. the part that you can manipulate. Dude, the rest of it twirls and it's worth it. it. And it doesn't take up much room. You could just like leave it. On. This is a game. So that that was one. Another one too, and which is, and I don't know if. Uh, do you have fun with tongs? I love tongs, and I use tongs frequently, Danny. Okay. After all, last night I did make myself a New York strip, and that I saw true. that fat, and I was like, well, this fat better get rendered somehow. So you flipped and I, it. Flipped I, I, it I'm from watching, <laughs> watching Hell's Kitchen. I know yeah. what they do. They they flip it on its side, and they, they yeah. hold it down. Yeah, they Render, did. you asshole. Do you pick up uh, pots and pans with the tongs? Because you can. Like with the, the thing The thing that I said is you can use it as an extension of your arm. So, like, yeah. let's say... So you can pick up stuff that's super hot that you would burn your fingers uh, 100%. on. 100%. So let's say that you have something in your broiler okay. or your oven, and yeah. your oven's, like, 400 degrees, and you need to get that thing out of there. Maybe you don't immediately have a dish towel in front of you, or they're in the, or they're in the hamper or something. Right. You just use your tongs and get a good grip on it, and just you can wave if you have a good grip on it, you can wave that thing around. And I only know this from just like working as a dishwasher and seeing like line cooks. That was the first time I saw it. Like they, they, when they bring over like a hot sizzling pan, they're holding tongs. They're holding it with tongs. A lot of tongs are very lightweight, and I wouldn't imagine that they could hold a cast iron pan. Well, here's the reason. Well, well a, ca- a cast iron's much different. A cast iron, you probably if it's a small cast iron, maybe. But like something smaller, like a a, a sizzler, or like a, a a cook a cookie tray or something like that, like a half sheet tray, you can pick up, no problem. Yeah. But I think it's uh, I think it's a valuable skill to have. Yeah. Uh, other things, stock is stock is flavor. Stock goes in everything. Yeah. And this is something I believe too is like restaurants, like uh, you know, people say that butter goes into every dish, and I'm like, mm, I think it's stock. Yeah. Like more than or yeah. Is equal to is butter. Yeah, I think stock goes into everything. Like right. the nice restaurants I have worked in, they've all made their own veal stock, chicken stock, vegetable stock, uh. and then it goes in vegetables, pastas, you know, risotto, all those things. I always say I'm going to make my own stock, and then I just you have, don't have to. I have a big bucket of bones in my freezer, and I don't do anything. You got to get your you got to talk to your bone guy. <laughs> my bone guy. I got a bone guy. Um, I think like uh, I think like store bought chicken stock is fine though too. I think you could. I think you can use it. Sometimes that's, I. W- that's mostly what I use is in bone broth. You can buy bone broth in like little, um, uh, little individual like. Uh, yes, you can. Pints, not yep. pints, half pints or whatever. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And um, yeah, that's that's I use those for cooking a lot because bone broth doesn't have much flavor, yeah. but it does have a lot of the uh, texture that you're wanting to get from stock. Oh, it yeah. has a lot of the gelatin and everything in it. So there's uh, Kenji Lopez Alt again. Yeah. He uh, he recommended if you do use like uh, store bought chicken stock, uh. take a packet of gelatin. He's like, it's like the same. Add it's pectin like the, to it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's he's like, it's like the same stuff, anyways. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's wild. I never thought about that. As Just being dump an acceptable... the dry gelatin into it. Uh huh. And, and then your as stock. you heat it up, it'll not even you don't even have to heat it up. Really? Yeah. It'll just one as long as as soon as it takes on moisture, mm-hmm. it'll start doing that chemical yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it'll it'll become that's like great. thicker. And then if you add it to like a sauce or something, it's like it's like thickening your sauce. I'm like, oh, that's smart. Instead of cooking a chicken stock for nine hours, 
This is great. Yeah. And we got through this entire segment without saying the words unctuous mouthfeel, which is my <laughs> my though talk about a food word that can burn in hell. I really hate unctuous mouthfeel. I, I hate I hate You just say feel. gelatin. You can say thickened. You, yeah. We know what you're talking about. Viscous. Unctuous mouthfeel. Viscous. I like viscous. That's fine. Unctuous mouthfeel like uh, to me connotes um yeah. something way more exotic and strange than simply yeah. it was it, it makes the food less watery. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, like I know. It sounds like there's something phrase. more sinister going on when you say unctuous Or something mouthfeel. more interesting going on. Yeah. Something more flavorful going on. It yeah. rarely is. It's just... Mouthfeel, mouthfeel sounds like you're rating some sort of competition or something. Exactly. And I don't I don't like it. Best cocktail... Technique. Mixologists yeah. in America kind right. of thing. Right, and someone holds up like a scorecard yeah. or something. Like, that's what mouthfeel feels like Mouthfeel. What we, a vague how did we ever sounding description mouth feel it all feels in your mouth all food yeah. feels like something mouth feel is there somebody specifically responsible for the word mouth feel unctuous mouth feel i don't know it could be one of these fools because on it food happened network. in the last like 10 years I yeah think. i don't know i do hear elton brown say it a lot that does feel a little bit like an elton word because it's Oof, that'll it's, be rough if it is you're digging it out of the back of a dictionary uh which Ugh. feels a little elton brownie but elton brown also is he's to me a little unpretentious. He's very straightforward when it comes to his food. He's oh, he's complicated. He's I, I think he's pretty straightforward. He, l- listen, I mean he's I, he's trying to cause certain reactions. He's straightforward, and, but then he also asks you to do some wild shit sometimes, which sure. we've agreed with. Onions and a mac and cheese. Onions. Well, yeah, that and also like you know you don't need a blender when you have like a ceiling fan. And you're like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He's like he he recommends like all these like very his, strange ways to yeah. cook things. His so, Mister Wizard tech uh, yeah. tendencies can be a little obnoxious. Yeah. Worst recipe for red sauce I've seen. What what is it? I'll say that. What is it? I've I had to have said this before. What is it? Um, ketchup goes in there. Okay, never mind. When he he puts in ketchup, he used okay. he uses Worcestershire, which I don't. I don't mind using it for certain things, yeah. but in a, no, in a red sauce or like a meat sauce. Ketchup no, and Worcestershire, no no, I feel you. like you're describing a katsu sauce more than a uh, oh, maybe. tomato sauce. Like that, uh, just hearing those two ingredients, I'm like, okay, are you? He put, he put ketchup in there and I understand the thought process, which is like, if you're going to put sugar in your red sauce, yeah, then, you know, why not just, why not just use ketchup because it's. You know, yeah. tomatoes flavor. Kind of understand that. It doesn't make sense to me. You don't think it makes sense? No. Because because ketchup is just going to taste like ketchup. Ketchup. You're going to identify it immediately. I mean, yeah. Processed it's ketchup. almost like you're just like trying to upset Italians. Which, <laughs> if that's the case, cool. Just tell me that's what you're doing, and I'm on board. Alton but, Brown speaks with the authority and like vocabulary of yeah. a much more refined person, but he's at heart is a hick. Yeah, my wife and I were laying awake the other night. We were just talking about our families and like how sometimes when we're talking to friends who come from more cultured areas, yeah. and we describe some of the stuff that we did as ch- as children, some of the things that are comfort foods. We really, honey, we're hicks. Like we we oh. literally come from like yeah. All of all of Becca's family are Texas and New Mes- New Mexico, like trailer trash. Yeah, and all of my family. <laughs> All of my family are like the first people that went to college yeah. from a cl- from a brood of like farm kids in rural Alabama who were so poor they didn't know the depression happened. They yeah. were like so detached from the depression that they were like, "We invented crunchy peanut butter before it was ever on store shelves." That's something oh, that God. my that's something that my grandpa, my papa, uh, would brag about really? frequently. Yeah, yeah. 
Thank God you don't have any squirrel stew. I was like, honey, Oof. my grandpa grew up eating stewed squirrel. So I'm like, sometimes we just realize we're Hicks. We come from Hicks. Yeah, <laughs> that's a tough realization. Alton Brown is one of those people. He's one of those people who comes. I guess he clearly he comes from Hicks. And there are some. You're gonna see some little trailer he trailer does, science. Alton does a lot of pretentious things. But he, he's trying to break from that identity. I don't know. If you he's, see, southern people I don't know do if this. he's trying. You see, southern people do this oh, a lot, the, oh, where oh, they yes, are yes. trying to. There's a Ben Folds song, "Your Redneck yeah. Past." Yeah. If you're afraid they might uncover your redneck past, yeah, they could easily discover your redneck past. You, this, it's a, He talks about trying to lose the accent. Yeah. Because it's shorthand. The southern accent is shorthand in America for "Look at the idiot." 100. percent Everyone tries to shed. Yeah, I'm, you're I am right. from Tennessee, and I don't have I an should accent. Be, I should be out. Outen's great. I th- I think so. There's it's some but, of it's pretentious and then some of but, it is just yeah. regular. But when you when people. you frame it like that, I I understand. I understand. Yeah. I, I I mean I still have shades of a Pittsburgh accent. Mm-hmm. I'll, like I, I and I I wrote about this <laughs> when I was when I walked past a guy in the woods mm. and I had a big sack of chanterelle mushrooms <laughs> and I'm walking past this guy and he goes, "Oh, did you get some shanties?" And I was like, "Holy Christ!" And I'm like trying to speak. It's like. Yes, I got some chanterelles. I like didn't want to sound like him at all. <laughs> was this like, was in California. No, 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 no. This, oh, was, this was in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. This was in Pittsburgh okay, last great. year when I went home and I was. You got some shanties. Yeah, or... I was like forging. I had this really like cool, like existential, like sort of moment. I was like, wow, I'm like one with the earth, and like yeah, I yeah, really yeah. developed as a human. And then I just yeah. see this guy who like, oh, did you get some shanties out there? And I'm like, oh, put shit. on a hickey. Shit, I'm just a, fr- I'm a hick. I'm a Pittsburgh hick. It's a different kind yeah. of hick. Um, all right, hey man, let's wrap it up there. That's pretty sure. good. Yeah, fine. What, uh, what yeah, anything, okay, any, anything you want to plug? Uh, I would like to plug, um, uh, really nothing. I got what things are what things is my comedy game show. I hope you listen to it at shrimp jadge on Twitter and Instagram. You got a Rod and, Stewart coming uh, up? We're, 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 we're not really, we don't have like a date set. We are yeah. trying to find a permanent venue for Rod Stewart live. Yeah. Uh, my weekly comedy show in Los Angeles, California, not weekly anymore. We, the bar that we used to have it at, um, it used to be the only weekly comedy show in los angeles it used to I be heard. the only weekly comedy yeah, show in los that. that we that was how we build it um <laughs> i like to lie a lot i mean first of all Me the too. show is a lie rod stewart live rod stewart does not perform live ever i like to tell you know what i like to do a fun bit i've done in austin and here sometimes it's just like ask people if i can like have their show yeah, just like I, ask, like can I have can I have like good heroin? Yeah, you know what I mean. Will you give it to great. me? And it's just like, and eventually in Austin it kind of worked. Yeah, I remember my friends they like they stopped hosting a show and they're like, yeah, if you want it, like you'd have the slot and everything. I was like, cool. Yeah, and I just called it. That's that a good way everything. to go. Yeah, I think just ask for it. Yeah, this is a good show. Yeah, and then you're like at the back, of, you're in the back of a show. And you're like, this is pretty good. Like, can I have it? Yeah. <laughs> can I, what? Can I have it? Yeah. Um, it'll work one of these days. Uh, my name is Danny Palumbo. You can follow me on Instagram at Palumbros. P A L U M B R O S. Listen to this more often. Tell your friends. Give us Tell a give friends. us a uh, you know rate it on iTunes. And uh, if you like it, you know feel free to jump in my DMs. Some people do this. They yeah. they jump in my DMs and they tell me to check out a restaurant or I should try some sort of snack or what they like about it. We haven't gotten any hate mail yet, but when it does come, I will welcome it because I want the podcast to be better. So if there's something you don't like, you know, tell us. And uh, if there's uh, if you have ideas for segments, if there's things yeah. that you want to see out of our eventual Patreon that we'll be yes. starting soon, yeah, I think uh, we'll be doing that. Hit soon. us up because we're we're wanting to make this a more immersive experience and yeah. even some live shows in LA. I, this is, I'm, I'm down. I'm, I'm dying to have some live macaroni zones. I'm LA. down. I'm down. We will find a venue. We're going to find a fucking winery or something. Oof. We got to find somebody who will let us. 
Can't you imagine macaroni zone live around a bunch of barrels? We could do a bunch of oh, barrels. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I'll talk you know what? I'll talk to a restaurant. Maybe Lou Puyette let us let us do it. Wino Vino. What about Wino Vino and yeah, Los we Feliz? Could. That'd be fun. They have a little room. If you have interest in a in a live macaroni zone, please let us know. Let we'll us know. All right. Uh that was it. Thank you so much for listening and goodbye. The macaroni zone. The macaroni zone. The macaroni zone. The macaroni zone. The macaroni zone.